everybody. Hello. That was a weird thing my voice just did. Welcome to this week's episode of Dear Bear Book Club. I'm, I'm Nikki. Oh, I'm Kirsty. <laughs> what happened? No, I started to talk at the what same happened? time as you did. Oh. <laughs> Yay, we're here. We're doing it. This is a podcast where we read books and we talk about them. Yay. And Kirsty is having a time this week, so... Yeah, so I don't know if it's we'll obvious. We'll have to apologize yeah. for this late episode, because... The episode is late. We've, we've been doing some... I sound we've like having some garbage. <laughs> trouble. <So. laughs> yeah. Tell us, Kirsty, how has your life been? <laughs> um, well, I have covid and I'm still currently testing positive. It's been an entire week. Um, I still kind of sound terrible, but I feel better, which is good. Um, I think it was yeah. two days ago was the first time I like came out the shower and I was like, Joseph, I feel like a human, like a semblance of a human. <laughs> um, so I apologize for the fact that I may sniff or do some weird shit that we may not be able to edit out, but... I can't help it and this is what this is the current climate we live in right now so we Mm, we're just rolling with it and yeah yeah we had to push back because I literally tested the day we were going to record I tested positive and was like to start off with I was like yep we're recording and then Nikki was like do you want (laughs) to not record and I was like thank you thank you I do not want to (laughs) record um yeah yeah i was like you know what it's fine we'll figure it out yeah and joseph was meant to join us today too but he also had covid so he had to push back a bunch of work stuff so he like can't join us today so yeah and he was so excited for this book so well i'm sure he'll he'll I don't know, have lots to say after this episode. And once he's feeling better, maybe we can have like a little bonus episode or something like that where he can give his his opinions. Yeah. So it's been a fun few weeks. <laughs> or a fun few weeks. I actually week. feel... It feels like it's probably yeah. been a few weeks. I feel better because I was like, I was like, oh, God damn it. Like now that Joseph's doing a book or we did a, a book that joseph's picked and he's gonna be on an episode i'm gonna have to think of a book that evan a would be willing to read mm-hmm. and like b that we would be willing to read yes <laughs> of evans so at least now i don't ha- i can put that off for a bit i think he would definitely still like to be on an episode one day but at least now I don't there's not that pressure of like Joseph got to be on an episode why can't I be on an episode you know what we should try and pick some sort of mafia related thing since we went oh down, like, my god yeah that's actually uh when we were visiting with Nikki and Evan a couple of weeks ago Evan just randomly one day was playing the video game mafia and I got super into it it was just <laughs> like I loved pointing shit out I loved just like, the storyline <laughs> It was so much fun to just watch somebody play, and I've never been like interested in watching anybody play video games before. Um, but I was into it. Maybe it's just because your sofa is super comfortable too, that so just like laying there. I was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I'm here for this. But yeah, um, 
so maybe if we got something like mobster mafia themed then we could i don't know i've never heard of any books like at at least none that are like fiction based well maybe we'll have to if i could find hockey romance like there's a genre for everything so didn't i didn't i say wasn't that no the one that i sent you that one day was like something about an otter that was weird let me look it up right now is that the one you emailed to me the other day no that one was i emailed you oh, you emailed me the taylor jenkins read stuff essay yeah it was interesting i liked it and it also kind of answered my question because I feel like we talked about a bit about it. <laughs> I feel like we talked a bit about it um, when we did Malibu Rising. But like, I was like, why would you write? And I think she was writing more about the... Like, she was saying she was writing more about Mick Reva because of the like destruction he left in his wake and he was she was writing more about the people like that he'd hurt Mm -hmm. but i'm just like oh my god how can you write such a terrible character not terrible he's a he's a great character yeah in that he's written well but he's such an asshole yeah like where do you get that inspiration from Okay, so here's this blog. It's called She Reads Romance Books. 14 Best Hockey Romance Books to Read Right Now. Are you ready for this? Sure. (laughs) Oh my god, she really... Is there one by like... Oh, I found one and I was like, you know what? I'd read that. Um, Whatever the plot line was... Look at how far it has to go before I get to the actual books. Oh god. It's like I get the life, the life. Is there story. no like um skip to like skip to recipe, jump to recipe situation? <laughs> Doesn't look like it. Oh, okay. So this one's called Brooklyn Air. I mean, if you'd think a billion, a billion dollars, a professional hockey team, and a six-bedroom mansion on the promenade would satisfy a guy, you'd be wrong. <laughs> oh God. None of these are like super obviously about. Oh, <laughs> I put it on my Audible wish list because I was like, maybe I'll. Um... This one's called "Puck Me Secretly." <laughs> <laughs> Vancouver Wolves hockey series. I don't think that's an actual team. No, okay. I don't. I don't think so either. So, um. This one, and this is the one I like. Was like, I think I would read this. Um, the Summer Proposal by V. Keeland, and I can read the summary. Um, the first time I met, the first time I met <laughs> Max Yearwood was on a blind date. Max was insanely gorgeous, funny, and her chemistry was off the charts. He also had the biggest dimples I've ever laid eyes on. Exactly what I needed after my breakup. Or so I thought. Until my real date arrived. Turned out, Max wasn't who I was there to meet. He only pretended to be until my real date showed up. To say I was disappointed would be an understatement. Before he left, he slipped me a ticket to a hockey game a few blocks away, in case things didn't work out on my actual date. I tossed the ticket into my purse and went about trying to enjoy the man I was supposed to meet. But my real blind date and I had no connection. So on my way home, I decided to take a chance and stop by the game. 
When I arrived, the seat next to me was empty. Disappointed again, I decided to leave at the end of the period. Just before the buzzer, one of the teams scored, and the entire arena went crazy. A player's face flashed up on the Jumbotron. He was wearing a helmet, but I froze when he smiled. You guessed it, dimples. Apparently, my fake blind date hadn't invited me to watch hockey with him. He'd invited me to watch him play. And so began my adventure with Max Yearwood. He was everything I needed at the time. Fun, sexy, up for anything, and only around for a few months, since he'd signed up with a new team 3,000 miles away. Max proposed we sent the summer, helping me forget my ex. It sounded like a good plan. Things couldn't get too serious when we had an expiration date, right? So you know what they say about the best laid plans. So at some point, I'm going to have to read it. Because I was like, oh, love this. My only point is, hockey teams don't play in the summer. Yeah, well, that, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. This one's called Pucked Over. So many sexual innuendos with that. <laughs> uh, most of them, like, oh, this one's just called, like, taking a shot. Like, oh, pipe. No, wait, what? Pipe dream. So, how, what does that have to do with hockey? I don't know. We can leave. <laughs> anyway, I, I've only. I've only been reading the ones that are like funny uh, hockey puns. But there's a lot on here, and all of them have shirtless men on the cover. Oh, yeah. Shirtless men on the cover. <laughs> oh, he's not shirtless, but he's just kind of like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the general vibe. Yeah. Huh. <sighs> Anyway, yeah. why did we get with anything the else? I don't know. I don't remember. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know if I have any more book news. I suppose I'm just excited yeah, for really. Carrie Soto is back and Love on the Brain by Ali Hazelwood, but they're both coming out at like the time I have to move. So don't know when I'm gonna get around to reading those. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's too many books. Yeah. Unless we unless we pick them for the podcast, I have no time to read any other books. No. And even that, I'm struggling right now. We're going to have to like pick some really creative themes over the next couple of weeks just so that we can uh, Well, yeah, we picked read what There was something I read laid out these read. books and two of them are very small. So <laughs> I'm really <laughs> hoping that I can read get through them the book that i'm reading now which i'm not gonna ruin the surprise but i like i'm on chapter 20 and i'm like there's still like yeah there's still like three quarters of the book left there's like 60 chapters and i'm like and it's i'll just i'll maybe this is ruining the surprise a bit but it's a classic oh so it already takes for it already fucking takes forever to read it because it's like every cent. Okay, I'm not gonna. Ru- I'm not gonna. We're- we'll talk about it all when we talk about it on the next episode. But like, oh my god, it's taking forever to read it. Yeah, I'm. I I'm actually thoroughly enjoying it, and I'm enjoying it way more than I thought I would. But like, holy fucking shit! <laughs> and just to like again talk really cryptic, cryptic, 
cryptically. Um, I had to watch movies and read other things before I understood that book, but I I read it when mm. I was like mm. sixteen, and then it was mm. only a couple weeks ago to realize that I actually read the un- the abridged versions. I've never read the unabridged versions, and I'm like, oh, whoops. I think mine's unabridged. My, well, I wonder. Mine is abridged because I remember we were looking at it because I was like, I still have my copy. It's right here. And then I noticed in the back or in the front it said abridged. So I was like, shit. Um, which makes sense now. Like reading like some other things I've read, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Um, I wonder if reading the abridged version would be better, to be honest, because like there's so much shit in it that I'm just like, what? Why are we talking about this? What does this have to do with anything? Yeah. So I'll probably give the full thing a go. Hmm. Maybe not. Anyway. If we're gonna stay on our, like... We can discuss this after. We, like... (laughs) Maybe we should get into it. (laughs) I don't know what's happening in this recording, but it has just gone off the rails and it's only been 15 minutes. Fever dreams. It's just emanating off me. I think, yeah, it's coming all the way over here because I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. But also, I don't know, I've also spent the last, what, like, three weeks fucking doing fuck all. I haven't been doing anything. Living that eat. I feel like I've been so busy. Yeah, I feel like I've been so busy, but then also at the same time, I haven't done a single thing. Yeah. That's like me. I, like, had this wise idea, like, the weekend before I was ill, um, Joseph was away for the weekend, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I have to pack up things to take with me to Nova Scotia. The rest of our apartment doesn't need to be packed up for months. So then I decided I'm just going to pack everything up. <laughs> so half of our apartment, it, well, not even half. I would say maybe a third is packed. Which is swell. Because we're living in, well, my stuff is like semi in boxes. I can't touch Joseph's like books or anything because he might need them. But oh my good lord, we have so much crap. Yeah, I don't know why I decided yeah. to go off on this tangent. <laughs> yeah, life is chaos. I don't know either. Uh, yeah, like life is literally chaos. I feel like for both of us right now, yeah. it's about to get oh, you know even worse. Yeah. About how I should be doing <laughs> certain things, and I've been very busy, but I've not actually done anything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get into it. <laughs> let's talk about this book that I finished uh, weeks ago, and I'm not sure how much I will, re- will be able to recall from it, but I, I would love to hear what you thought of it. This is... Okay, also, by the way, this is a read-along. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope you read along with us this book. And I don't know how much my input is going to be that good because I finished this while in a COVID fever dream. So, <laughs> oh god! And I, like I was telling Kirsty before we started recording this, I made all my notes with the assumption that Joseph would be on this episode and that he would just do all the work for me, and I would just comment off of his comments. Yeah, <laughs> because when you were telling me that he was really excited about coming and doing this episode, and you were like oh yeah, he's gonna want to, like, he wants to reread the book before yeah. we, we record, and he wants to, like, make notes on it. I'm like, great. Joseph is gonna do all the work for me. I'm just gonna be able to comment on his comments, and it's gonna be great. Yeah. 
Well, let's see how it goes. Yeah. So our book, our read-along book this week is The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman. Yep. I think. Richard Osman, yep. <laughs> to be honest, I had to return the library book. So I don't have it anymore. Okay. So Kirsty, would you do the honor of reading <laughs> us the summary? Of course. <laughs> so... In a peaceful retirement village, four unlikely friends meet weekly in the jigsaw room to discuss unsolved crimes. Together, they call themselves the Thursday Murder Club. There's Red Ron, the infamous former socialist firebrand, still causing trouble. Gentle Joyce, widowed, pining for another resident, but surely not as innocent as she seems. Ibrahim, a former therapist who understands the darker side of human nature, and Elizabeth. While no one is quite sure who she really is, but she definitely, but she's definitely not a woman to underestimate. When a local developer is found dead, the Thursday Murder Club suddenly find themselves in the middle of their first live case. The friends might be, oh, sept. Septen- septuagenarians yep <laughs> but they are cleverer than most can are unorth can are unorthodox but brilliant gang catch the killer before it's too late in the thursday murder club richard osman has employed all of his considerable wit and intelligence to give us just the curl up and read novel we need right now it is pure enjoyment so prepare yourself for a flat out pleasure of a book yeah um, which is actually funny. One of my books a couple episodes ago, Ian Rankin, he wrote like his quote is like on the sleeve. So smart and funny, deplorably good. Hmm. So yeah. Um and Richard Osman is um for those who live in the UK will have seen him on TV. He's on like quiz shows a lot. Um he hosts um a quiz show called pointless um he also i think has like a couple radio shows too so like he's become quite like a like a personality over the past little while but he's also like an extremely intelligent person Hmm. um yeah yeah i looked him up because when i did the post about this book when i thought we were still gonna be recording it yeah um I looked him up to see if he had an Instagram account so we could tag him, and it was something, I saw something about, like, his brother is famous, too, and then, like, yeah, he was on TV and radio and stuff like that, so he's, like, a personality over there. I'm gonna look up, I don't know who his brother is, let me just see. Maybe I got that wrong, but... No, his brother is a musician and author. He's in the band Suede. Hmm. No idea. Never heard of it. Yep. Um, yeah. Anyway, like, yeah, he's, um, like, I, I knew of him just through, like, watching British TV and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of cool when I saw the book. Um, I'd seen it, like, around, but, like, not, like, a lot. So I, like, decided, because Joseph reads a lot for, like, his work and his degree, I have been trying to convince him to like read other books. So mm. um the Christmas of 2020 I gave him like some other books. I was like you need to start reading some. Was it 2020 or did I give him this last year? 
I don't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> I gave it to him for Christmas, though. Um, and eventually he got around to reading it. And I was like, oh, you know, there's a second one out. So he finished it that day. And we went to the bookstore, like, as soon as he was done. Because he, like, needed to get the second one. And there is also a third one. Um, but it's not yeah, well- released until like a couple months i think um yeah because it kind of ends like not really a cliffhanger but it like opens it up for like a second book so i think i would like to read the second book to be honest yeah and the one the second book is called the man who died twice um and it's already out and there's a third one um but i don't think it has released yet let me just find the name of it um the bullet that missed and it's not out yet uh i don't think so let me just look up i think it comes out in a couple months um expected on september 15th mm. okay so um because i think i was looking at it at buying it on um waterstones's page but I didn't know exactly like where I was going to be at the time. So I was like, I'm not going to order it until I know where Joseph mm-hmm. is. But I think it's one of those books right now. If you do order it on Waterstones, you can get like a signed copy. Um, mm. So yeah, if people are interested um, in reading the next couple books. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things that I have never seen Joseph like in. If you know Joseph, he's just kind of like a, just a delightful, jolly little human most of the time. <laughs> and that is a good way to describe like a, him like Jolly. a um like a garden gnome where he's just kind of like got the little beard and little rosy cheeks and he's just like i don't know kind of adorable. How, how, how would he feel about you describing him as a garden gnome that's what i want to um, know um i don't know i don't think he'll care hopefully um so we were sitting in bed reading before going to sleep and he was just like shaking with laughter. And I was like, Are you okay? And he was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just this book. Um It was funny. He was just like dying over it. So I was like, Oh my god, okay, like I have to read this at some point. But then he got to the point where he was he was like begging me to read it, which then just makes me not want to read something. I'm just like, Yeah, you telling me to do something, I'm not gonna do it because Yeah. That's why I feel that. Yeah. yeah. But then he was he kept asking, he's like, can you guys do this as your read-along book? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And then he kept asking for it, and I was like, okay, I need to bring this forward, because he's gonna, like, implode soon if we don't. <laughs> and now he can't well, even be on the episode. He can't even be on the podcast. But, Poor guy. Um, yeah. And to start off with, I did have a bit of trouble getting into the book. I think just sometimes when I don't know everybody, and Mm. I don't know. There was like pressure, I suppose, to like enjoy yeah. it to start with. I yeah. was just like, yeah. oh, I'm not. I'm not sure I'm vibing with this book, but overall, I loved it, and yeah. I can't wait to read the next one. I don't have time yeah. right now to read the next one, but um, yeah, I will. And uh, I don't know. I love books that just like peel away, but like I can guess at things too. Yeah. Um, well. You know what this book really kind of reminded me of was that Graham Norton book that you lent me. Yeah, Holding. Holding. Okay, can't yeah. remember what it was called. Yeah, 
and i truly love that book too i think it's an absolute gem it's just like slowly uncovering but it points you in certain directions it kind of like jumps around a little bit but it keeps you on your toes and it's funny yeah i think there's like this movement i guess or like that now this like subgenre of like cozy mysteries yeah which i think are like way better than like the scary mysteries or like the thrillery kind of mysteries because like that's fine and everything but i don't know to me i just rather feel cozy when i'm reading a book than like scared or yeah. stressed <laughs> definitely so and there's something about that that's just kind of like I could definitely see the appeal of, like, a book like this of you, like, in winter, just, like, mm. you get it for Christmas and then you, yeah. like, devour it within those, like, few days where you're, like, tucked at home. Or if there's, like, a storm or something, you're tucked at home, you've got nowhere else to be. That's, like, the essence of this book. Yeah. Um, so I wish we would have, like, put it off until the, the fall or yeah. the winter because, like, that would have been really nice, like, to, like have a cup of tea and be under a blanket and read this book. Yeah. But no, I really liked it too. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I really now, well now I really want to read more books like that. And I wonder like if anybody could recommend like more cozy mysteries like that, yeah. that because I, I think I, wonder I prefer if we them. should read like an Agatha Christie to see if it's kind of like that kind of similar. Yeah. Five. Yeah, I'd be and willing. like I, I don't know if I could read um like the two that have been made into recent movies like Death on the Nile or um hmm. Murder I, on I the Orient Express. I do think yeah. I I, th- I think I heard that Murder on the Orient Express like the actual like reveal is slightly different, but I may be completely mm. wrong. But I love watching those movies. Loved it when I initially watched them. Um, but. I still like rewatching them too because I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's the same with um, what's his face, Knives Out. Mm. I love that kind of like, and there's like yes. almost like pinpoints where there is clues earlier on. It's like murder mystery, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I really enjoy it, but like with these ones, with like um, their Thursday Murder Club and Holding, there's like a little bit of. Um, I don't know, fun and joy that comes in them. Yeah. I think more in this than holding, but um yeah. definitely there are those moments. Um and I really loved all the characters. I found that you could like sympathize with each kind of like in their own little way. Yeah. Um Yeah. So did you guess it? No. I didn't think that okay. Here's my thing. I don't think you could have. I don't think there's any way you could have. Maybe I have to go back and read it again yeah. to see if I can, like, see anything. But there's so many, like, red herrings in this book. Mm-hmm. And the author, yeah. like... Sometimes I get mad at that because then I get, like, I know. frustrated that I am, like, not smart enough to figure it out. But I, I wasn't mad with this. I thought it no. was, like, very well done and very smart with, like, how it kind of... Well, and I think it also, like, yeah, it's the, like, I don't know, maybe not. I don't really know anything about investigating crimes, but 
I think that's probably the way that it usually goes is that you have to like follow every lead and then you have mm-hmm. to eliminate every lead as you like as you go along. So I guess that makes sense. But yeah, I yeah, I I kind of like it I don't know. I kind of like it that way. You know me. I like to guess things. Mhm. But I I don't think there's any way you could possibly guess it this way because the author leads you in such a specific way i don't think i don't think he gives you again maybe i was missing things and i wasn't paying it close enough attention when i started reading it but i think he takes you on a very specific path and Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily give you all the information needed in order to be able to guess it it's very um like drip fed but also Mm -hmm. Instead of taking you on like a straight linear journey, he's like, oh, maybe let's just go up here for a second and then go yeah. down here and then over there. And then let's take a complete tangent so you forget that we're actually meant to be looking at this. Like, yeah. Yeah. And if you don't realize that you're going down all of those like different avenues and I don't know, that doesn't. When a book is, like, enjoyable and you don't feel like it's, like, going on that winding journey. Yeah. It's not, like, laborious. You no. Know? Am I making I any agree. sense there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, I totally get what you're saying. Is that, like, it didn't feel like... It didn't feel like a... Like... A chore, yeah, but also, like, feel pushed like... either. Yeah. Because sometimes you can tell when, like, they're, like, obviously wanting you to look at, like, a certain angle. And it's like, mmm. But, like, it didn't really feel that way either. Did you feel like it could have been Joyce? I was, like, 100% sure it was Joyce from the moment that, like, she gets some of her chapters. Like, some of her chapters are written from, like, her diary's perspective. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's her. There's no way they would do that unless it was her. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And, like, I, like, if I had to, like, write down who I thought it was at different points, like, I would have had, like, many different names written down. Um, We should have done that. That That's a good idea. Next time. Next time we do a mystery. That's, like, live, um, where we, like, watch things and you guess the plot line. And then when (laughs) you've guessed right, me and Joseph started writing them down (laughs) on our phones. Because we were, like, Nikki is guessing all of the plot lines, like, we like online streamed Downton Abbey together and Nikki was just knocking <laughs> out the park. Well, I did guess this one, so it, it must be like really good. Oh, you did? I didn't. Oh, okay. But that's what I was saying. That's why I'm saying. Like, I feel like because I didn't, I mean, maybe this is thinking too much <laughs> of myself, but like, that's why I'm saying because I didn't guess it. I feel like it, it was impossible to guess. There was no yeah. way that. And let me just asked joseph i didn't actually ask him if he'd guessed it so okay just yeah. give me one second because he yeah. like is freakily good at guessing things we watched yeah. Broadchurch, and he guessed within the first like 10 minutes yeah who it was and i was livid he also figured out the plot to the notebook like minutes into the movie and I, again i was ready to like yeah yeah nope not at all Mm-hmm. yeah so i feel like if both me and joseph didn't guess it then there's no way yeah <laughs> you could guess it but i think that that uh i don't know maybe that's why it makes it a cozy mystery was because like you're not 
at least for I mean I think I was trying to guess it and maybe that's what made it a bit more fun but like it wasn't also like didn't feel like it was hanging over your head like yeah you had to get this um, yeah yeah um also do you think that this is going to be us like the covid crew when we're old oh 100% <laughs> 100%. I don't think we're like, going to be this good at solving murders, but like... No, but we'll find this something is definitely that we latch the... on to when yeah. it's still Lord of the Rings when we're like in our 70s. I'm sure um, it will be. Do you think it'll still be as... Well, and we'll have so much time because we'll be retired. Oh, I know. Think of like, instead of us doing like an annual Lord of the Rings day, it's like like every season. <laughs> yeah, like every quarter. Yeah. But and also like this retirement house, home, village, yeah, town sounds so awesome. Like all they do is sit around and drink all the time. Yeah, like, hell yeah, sign such me a up. Nice retirement community. Yeah, like I want to be doing that right now. I know. Which I I've... swear I'm an elderly person trapped oh. in a twenty year old's body. Yeah, I. I've been old for so long. I also don't feel that like the last few years has helped at all. Because mm. um, now it just makes true. me want to stay home more and yeah. really indulge in my old lady hobbies. Yeah. I don't know. Like, and I've heard that you can, I don't know, probably not here, but like, I think it was in the, like in Norway or somewhere in like the Nordic com- countries where you can, actually like young people can live in like retirement homes mm-hmm. for like I think in the netherlands reduced... too yeah yeah for like a reduced rate mm-hmm. and then it's really actually good for the like people living there because it like keep like loneliness is a huge killer of elderly people mm-hmm. um so actually like having younger people around and being social with people who are elderly then it's really really good for their like social and mental well-being yeah yeah well that's all the, that's all the notes i had <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no to be like i really enjoyed it um i like the characters a lot elizabeth i wonder if in the next book in the next few books we'll f- find out more about like her life because like it's, yeah. she's very mysterious. Yeah. The other thing I really liked, and I think we've talked about this before, is that most of the chapters were fairly short. So there's like seventy five chapters or something like that, but they're all they're all really short, and it I, I don't know why it's an, it's an illusion, but I feel like you can read faster. Because it's like, oh, I'm already done this chapter. Oh, great. I'll start another one. And then it's just like, oh, I'm already done this chapter. I'll, I'll read another one. So I That's feel like... like been me with can... Lego Harry Potter past few days. <laughs> oh, I just did this quest. Cool. Let's move on. Continue story. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 When things are small and bite-sized, it also... Yeah. I feel like your rate of consumption goes up, but it's it doesn't feel... Like a, like I said, it, like it doesn't feel laborious. Like you just want to like burn through it. And particularly where it's almost like slow burn mystery um Mm. you want to know what's happening even though you're like oh you're enjoying it there's no like 
fast-paced urgency to it you still want to know so it's just not as like i suppose like frantic i've seen myself reading books before where like i i'm desperate to know like the end so i like skim read for the most part Mm. um so Mm. i like get the kind of gist but i don't know it would be interesting to read this again and i say that about like a bunch of the the books we read too like to get my perspective on it like second time round because even with like holding when i read that again it it didn't spoil it for me like knowing what happened i like still really enjoyed the book and i think that also like shows of like such a well constructed book and i feel like this book would definitely have the same thing i'd maybe pick up on like a few little tiny things but i don't think that it would spoil it now that i know yeah well i think like knowing the end would help you like what am I trying to say? It would help you appreciate the rest of the book so much more because, I mean, even yeah. though this one was, it didn't feel like you were trying to get through it just to figure out what the what the ending was. You're still kind of like thinking, you're trying to think a couple steps ahead all the time because of the nature of mysteries. Mm-hmm. So like going back and like knowing how things relate to each other might help to like better understand and like fully appreciate the rest of the the rest of the book yeah yeah also the fact that like because it is written from like the like well like obviously not all of it but like sections of it are written from like elderly people's perspective Mm. like the Mm -hmm. wit of like older people and like richard osmond is not what's he he's 51 he's not like an old age pensioner like no he but like to have that like wit that older people have mm-hmm. um it's because like, they don't give a shit anymore yeah and that's what i'm just saying um if you like look at the like quotes on goodreads and this is always like my favorite section to come to because it's people who genuinely like they have liked the book so they put their favorite quotes in mm-hmm. i love this section of like any book that i read um after a certain age you could do pretty you can pretty much do whatever takes your fancy no one tells you off except your doctors and your children (laughs) um in in life you have to learn to count the good days you have to tuck them in your pocket and carry them around with you so i'm putting today in my pocket and i'm off to bed um and that's just so sweet and if you think of like i don't know like any sort of grandparents and stuff i don't know my grandparents, whenever I, like, give them even just, like, a small ounce of my intention, they're just so grateful that I, yeah. like, reached out to them and stuff. And I don't know, it just derives so much satisfaction of, like, you should be looking out for those people who are elderly in your life. Um, mm-hmm. Because they may, sometimes I think they feel like they're forgotten and they're nuggets of wisdom they've lived their whole life like yeah um and they still have lots of life in them left to go but this is just like wisdom of older people it's a well-known fact that there are no calories in homemade cakes (laughs) if that doesn't sound like every single grandmother that's ever existed like i don't know what does um yeah well and like i'm here for it yeah they talk about also i think it's probably in some of joyce's chapters where 
basically old people are older people are invisible yeah which is unfortunate because like you said they do have so much wisdom and yeah i don't know like i feel like we have such a culture where it's like we try to forget about well, getting we older want the fast and new things we want it like immediate and we want the most like up-to-date things whereas if we have to like take a step down and pace ourselves i don't know and reflect a bit more sometimes it's really scary and yeah. well and we are we are like our culture is such a culture of like being afraid of aging being afraid of death and which is all things that happen to people eventually if you're lucky i mean death not so much but like aging yeah and you're privileged if you get to age yeah and it's always such a shock that when you think about it it's like why aren't we celebrating the fact that we're getting old like yeah i remember like day after i turned 25 i got my first gray hair on my head and I was <laughs> devastated. And but it's taken me a long time to like and fair enough, I'm only twenty-nine. But like it's taken me a long time to like almost rejoice in it. Cause I'm like, well yeah, okay, like I have a few more now. I have like a whole patch. But like, you know what? I'm actually getting to grow old. So like there are yeah. other people who don't. So maybe mm-hmm. I just like live my life and let them grow in. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Who's yeah. really looking at my head that much? Joseph. He also yeah. has a little grey patch on his beard. So like, um, fuck, I'm really throwing him under the bus. Um, <laughs> he's a little garden gnome with a little grey patch on his beard. But I couldn't love him more. So it's all fine. It's all fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's... We need to embrace those things. And like... I mean, it is scary though. Like, I... Even the past few weeks where I haven't been so focused on work and stuff like that, I just find, I and I was talking to Evan and a friend of ours the other day about this, and I was like, the days are so short now. I remember yeah. when I was a kid, a day was like was infinite limitless. possibilities. Yeah. yeah. And like even summer, like summer felt like it was a year long. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I was like, summer just started and now it's almost over. Yeah. And how did this happen? Like, how has time, the perception of my time shrunk so much that it's like I have I've had three weeks off and I still feel like I haven't accomplished enough because it's like there's not enough time to do the things that I need to do and also feel like I've relaxed in the day. Accomplishing things is something that I had to like really talk to like my therapist about for a long time. Um, But like when you were saying about like time I only have like two three weeks before I have to move and the idea that I don't have enough time it's crippling to the point where I'm not Mm -hmm. doing anything yes which is then making it worse yes the fact that like (laughs) I'm doing that is horrible but why am I doing that I have enough time and it, it doesn't help right now that, like, after I lift, like, three things, I need to sit down for an hour because I'm <laughs> exhausted. But, like, all of those things, like, I, I do have all of the, like, all of the tools that are essentially available. And time is one of those tools. And I'm just, like, I don't have that. I don't have it. And it's, like, I'm looking around and panicking and having crippling panic over 
not having enough time when actually I do. Like if mm-hmm. I broke it down, I would have enough time. But I think it's just there are so many unknowns that I'm freaking mm-hmm. out like and spiraling. But it doesn't mean, but to think like that doesn't mean that I can't use that time effectively and dedicate. But this is where I had to like, I remember talking to my like counselor about this because I was like, I don't feel like I have, um, achieved enough of my day I felt like I've like wasted my day and I often have this with like weekends I Mm. really beat myself up if I feel like I haven't achieved anything and I love the days where I get up um like not this past weekend but the weekend before I had to drop um somebody off at the airport so I was up super early and like my goodness I was at Home Depot before they even opened um waiting to get boxes and just by the time I got home and I did a bunch of stuff by lunchtime I was like oh my god I've done so much yeah and I felt so satisfied but then the next day I didn't get up until like 11 because I decided to stay in bed a bit longer and then I just felt drained and gross because I felt so dissatisfied it didn't mean that I actually had done more on Saturday than I did with Sunday but there's this weird perception that if you're not like up and at it that you've wasted your day and also the fact that your day is filled up with different things like yeah sure some days at work it may seem like I've done nothing if I've just done a couple things here and there but maybe they were like more time consuming things so why am I beating myself up that I haven't achieved enough in the day (sighs) yeah that's exactly what I've been going through like I I need to like like you said achieve something at at least one thing every day and then I think that's what happened the last couple of days because the last couple of days I've just felt so like wound up and anxious and like not sure why Mm -hmm. and I think it's because I was putting this so much pressure on myself to like be doing something while I've had this time off and it's like achieving something that like others could seem as worthwhile whereas yes you know what actually getting up and having a shower that was a huge (laughs) accomplishment um some people can't do that but that doesn't mean like I'm not saying that you should dress everything off in that but like you did that take praise in that one thing you did did you make your bed great that's another thing you achieved today we should be celebrating those small things so that the bigger things seem even bigger when we do do them but it doesn't mean that you should dress everything off of those like yeah. big moments either like we well, should and I small things also the society that we're in now is so obsessed with productivity we have yeah. to be producing things all the time in order to be seen as, like, worth something. Yeah. And it's almost as if that productivity has to, like, be at a certain bar. So if, say, I posted online, oh my goodness, I got mm. up and I had breakfast and I did the dishes. I've done none of those things, but, like, <laughs> today. <laughs> but, like, you did those things would you post to instagram about that no not usually just like your regular things but if you say did something i don't know i'm trying to think of something because i don't really post to social media anymore but say you did i don't know a big art project or something you post it on social media that seems like a worthwhile thing but you're not posting that like every single day for like a month that you took just a small moment to do that project or something like 
Yeah. There's all of these other things that filter into this, like, one thing that you would maybe feel that's, like, worthy to post. And I think that that's kind of, like, how our productivity and everything, it, like, almost, like, feeds off of, like, what we think is worthy through, like, social media now. Yeah. This doesn't really have much to do with the book, but, um... (laughs) Well, you know what? We're doing it. Yeah. Um, But I think that, like that well i suppose it does have ties in with the book whereas like when you're older too you stop caring what other people think and just like live the life that you want to lead and yeah why aren't we doing that when we're younger because yeah there's this drive that we have to achieve certain things at certain times in our life and yeah that for sure but i also like i also think that working takes up so much time yeah of our it's lives exhausting and I don't know. A lot of people have told me because I've been so unhappy with my my career in the last few years. So many people have tried to shift my perspective by saying like, "Oh, it's just a means to an end. Like you're just working to get money to do the things that you like to do." And I'm like, "That's true, but like you spend 40 hours a week. If you're like if you're working full time, you're spending 40 hours a week Minimum. at your job. That's a yeah. lot of time." And, and then there's like also the, all the time of commuting and things. Exactly. Like your lunch hours and stuff, they're not covered, but you have to stay in this place. Like, yeah. how much of your, like, week revolves around something that you're deriving no pleasure from? Fair enough, yeah. some people can do that, but I, I'm also not one of those people either. And um, I also have, like, little panics and thinking, like, maybe I'll never find that. And you know what? Maybe, that, maybe that's true. But if I could find yeah. something that I had a like I can derive pleasure from for most of the time then I think that would be like pretty sweet deal and... yeah yeah well and you know anyway the what what made Sorry. me get into this topic was that like I just think about getting older and how the older you get the like the shorter time feels mm-hmm. and they they were talking about it a lot in the book where it was kind of like is this my last cup of tea is this my last time Mm. i'm gonna see this person is this like my last walk through the park like is this my last time i'm gonna go to this my favorite coffee shop and order a coffee and i'm just Mm -hmm. like that is such a like i wonder if by the time i'm 75 i'll be able to be fine with that thought because that is terrifying to me but i've also always been like scared of death (laughs) I don't know maybe more than some people but and I think in all of us there's always like an element of fearing death and but I think I never really thought that I'd fear death until the pandemic hit and we couldn't see people and -hmm. there was no like time limit and people like I, I know that some people could be like well it'll eventually have to end it'll only be like a few years and stuff I could not see beyond that. And that was just like what I personally was going through. I could not see beyond yeah. that. And I was like, I do not know when the next time is that I'll see my parents because they lived across yeah. the country and I could not deal with that. And knowing, and I still like it has been since um, June of 2019 since I've seen any of my grandparents or any of my like aunts and uncles in mm-hmm. physical person and that's a long time to go and 
the only time where it had been three years before there was like a break where i'd seen like grandparents and stuff in it but like i physically hadn't been from the uk it to the uk between 2012 and 2015 and three years was a long time and now i went over that three year threshold and it's like not good (laughs) and i just try and suppress it but like having that panic in like 2020 of like people are getting older like I want to spend time with people and was that time that I saw them the last time I'm gonna see them like Mm -hmm. all of these things and it's very hard to wrap your head around um it's gotten easier through time because I just have to I don't know deal with it in my own way but I think that it is hard to like dissociate the fact that like you want to like be living in the present but also like not Mm. panic about the future but it's also (laughs) hard not to not panic about the future yeah well if any of this is making sense i'm sounding like i'm still in like (laughs) fever dream i think maybe it's making it more interesting Um, yeah and i'm such a planner like i need to know what the next step is all the time or else i get stressed so (laughs) and I mean not necessarily like that far in advance but no and that's the thing like I am also a planner I need to know what's happening and I think if just like there's like a modicum of not knowing in my life it makes me freak out a little bit Mm -hmm. so then once things calm down for a little bit I'm like okay cool back on track and then but life is always like living with like a bunch of different unknowns it's just the unknowns that you can that you know you can live with and yeah (laughs) yeah i know what you're saying yeah anyway it was and also i i think it's interesting that he chose to because there's not i think there's probably more books these days i think i think i've seen a lot more that are based on or, like, that have main characters that are older like this? Well, I, I hadn't thought of this until, like, right this second. Um, but you have more free time. Right now, mm-hmm. like, if you're working, you, like you said, you work for hour weeks. You're commuting and on top of that. Can you be sitting around, like, solving mysteries and stuff? <laughs> if I wish. I know um if you had to do like a full-time job and if you have kids if you have like Mm -hmm. anybody to care for like that all takes so much time so if you and I'm not saying that people are retired or just sitting on their arses like not at all but there is that like part of you there's nothing to like really dictate what you're doing with your time you can more freely choose what you're doing with that time um yeah and some people who do work do have that option and some people who are younger but like it's not the vast majority of people do not have that as a option within their life so i can see why it is more people who like there is like this like if you're using this like group of people use the people who like don't have the full-time jobs and stuff yeah yeah so that's a good point actually i didn't really think of it that way they have the time to Mm -hmm. 
But then also, I think it was a good choice because they have all of this experience. Yeah, worldly experience. Yeah. Not even worldly, like life. They just have all this life experience, so they know, they can think of things differently. So many different perspectives, and like each character, too, of the four have such a different, like perspective on the world so like that's kind of bringing their own little nuances into things yeah so i think that's cool that he decided to write an entire book about people who are older and Mm -hmm. like like i said i think there's been more books lately that are like that i can't remember uh like there's i'm pretty sure there's one that i saw for a long time that it was about somewhat like a an older man escaping from his like care home do you remember is that this? the man called Ove? Maybe. Isn't that by the same guy? No. No, that's by Friedrich Brackman. Uh, that's it. I always get uh, these he, two mixed up. He wrote um, Anxious People. Mm. Um, I might be wrong, though. That might not be that book. Um... And then there's, like, another one. I think it was, like, an old, like, the old lady who something, something robbed a store or something. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, all I'm saying is that it's interesting to take that perspective Yeah, for a book. Yeah, because even if you look at like the um, other mystery kind of ones, it like, and fair enough, there are the like detectives in this, but um, holding most of the book is like from this one detectives. So like that's his job is to look into these things mm-hmm. um yeah so it's either your job or occupation or if like you think of like kids books a lot of the time with kids books it's like kids who are like the detectives and stuff so there's a lot of like naivety or innocence behind their like detective work mm-hmm. um but it's also so that other kids can relate and think oh i can do this too um yeah Whereas, I think when you get older, like, reading books from perspective of, like, older people, like, it's not like I don't, I can't sympathize with them. I can kind of... Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the perspective of, like, being able to read when you're older. You don't have to have the perspective of, like, always having the, like, main people be children. You Similar. Kind of have... Yeah. Yeah. Similar to you. Well, what did you rate it, Kirsty? Four stars. Solid. I consistent good yeah i think that's also the same thing what i rated it mostly because i think it would have been five because i like thoroughly enjoyed Mm -hmm. it and i don't think that there was anything really that i didn't like about it yeah but it's just the only reason i rated it four was because there was i just like it didn't i just put the book down and then moved on to the next thing yeah it's not something that i'm gonna be thinking about for years and years and being like oh that was the most Mm -hmm. amazing book i've ever read yeah but, I mean, I don't think every book has to be that. No. I think it's unreasonable to think every book will be that. If I had, if I enjoy myself and had a good time, then... Yeah. And I think that's where, like, Joseph really enjoyed it, but he doesn't read a whole lot of fiction. So where he yeah. really found it, and then he was like, oh my god, I need to read the next one. But I think he just really... He drove a lot of pr- pleasure from the book. So, like, mm-hmm. if you find something that is not, like, your norm that you would, like, love, then, yeah delve into it enjoy it um but we are also consuming a lot of fiction books 
So I found that I've become way more particular. Yeah. And we just have a yeah. lot of other stuff to read. <laughs> That's true. But yeah. Okay. Well, Yay! we did it. We did it. <laughs> Somehow we muddled our way through. Yeah. Probably not the best review I've ever given in my life. No. But. Oh, well. <laughs> for being mildly ill, not bad. Yeah. I think we did pretty good. Um. Okay. So. Okay. <sighs> okay. So for this next read along, our next read along book is going to be Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus, right? Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and that book is going to really, and that read along is going to release September September. Tw- That's right. So you have lots of time to read that yeah. book. And Kirsty has already read it and she is obsessed with it. So I'm really excited yeah. to start it. I'm also like now re-listening to it on the like on audiobook. Um, also on the audiobook, I don't know if it's in the actual book too. There's a with the audiobook. There's a an interview at the very end with the author, which is kind of oh, neat. interesting. But I I don't physically have my copy. I've lent it to somebody. Um, but I'll check to see if it's on like the physical copy too. Um, but it's definitely on the audiobook. Um, interesting. If people are interested which I thought was really cool. Um, I don't really remember much about the interview, though, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but I am very interested to hear your thoughts on this book. Yeah. Um, so read that. And if you've re- already read it, or if you want to comment on any of the books that we've read, so far, you can email us at dearbearbookclub at gmail.com. You can follow us on our Instagram at dearbearbookclub. And also, if you like what you've been hearing and you want to keep listening to us, if you could give us a, a rate, a rating on wherever you like to listen or a review, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if we have any, like, scheduled interruptions, like somebody becoming sick or anything that's <laughs> us, we will post our Instagram. Oh, um, yeah. That's where we're going to post most of our stuff. So, for next time, if you're wondering where we were last week, if you were following us on Instagram, you would have known. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. Yeah. I guess that's it for us this week. <laughs> Short Thanks speed. for listening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing. Yeah. Easing back. Easing back. Again. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Talk Bye. to you later. Bye.